Welcome to Take a Walk, a podcast that happens outside, with your host, Vanessa Gritton. You're listening to Take a Walk Podcast. I'm not entirely sure if the word balls came up before this started. <laughs> Super exciting news for you guys. First of all, if you're wondering why the audio sounds like it's recorded from a phone, it's because it's recorded from a phone. Adam's out of town right now, and I do not remember how to get into a studio when he's not home anymore. I've been doing that, by the way. Hi, Adam. So we're recording from home in case you hear any guinea pig squeaks in the background. But exciting announcement. Uh, starting from this point forward, Take a Walk has a new permanent co-host, and I'm very excited to say it's Miss Jessica Singer. Yes. Yay. Yeah. Let's get five. those high five bullies. Uh, yes. We had great response to the Jessica episode, and Jessica and I, in generally, general, in generally, she, she fed me weed. Uh, in general, we're great friends, so I'm really excited to have someone else, and also because sometimes things get quiet when I don't know the guests that well. So, but so that's. The case today. I'm here for noise, <laughs> <laughs> noise and positivity. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's your first album. Name. Nah, I don't hate it. I was gonna do a, a small loud boy, but it's very similar. Speaking of small loud boy, <laughs> we have a small loud boy for you. <laughs> he was supposed to be sweet loud You're boy. For- <laughs> I fucked up. But well, he's also a sweet loud boy. Work. Both work. We have one of those for you today. You remember him from the murder map episode. He's not going to be talking about dismembering today. Please give it up for Greg Gonzalez. That's yeah. Dismember something. Oh, I messed up. Oh, no. I was going to say, what if I really want to talk about dismembering? I mean, we can always can find a way to tie it anywhere. Just one, que- one dismembering question. <laughs> what is your dismembering question? Is the hardest show to dismember the big one or the small one? It has to be the small one. Hard to get to. I feel like it stronger. has to be... You know what? I feel like it might have to be the smaller one, because the bigger one has a bigger joint oh. to get a knife into. Yeah. The way, you, the way you, like, get a leg off of a dirt. We got into this two minutes ago. <laughs> New co-host means dismembering questions. <laughs> also, Jessica's fantastic at keeping things off track, yet not on track. Uh, and because I forget what I'm talking about all the time, the second you put a little bit of a substance in me. <laughs> you keep... You keep you keep me reined in. I'm here to keep you. That keep was. You grounded I just reached for her hand. <laughs> I just reached for her hand in the most failed gesture on the planet. I just grabbed only her fingertips. <laughs> my like are so small. Um, you have your dealer as the supposed, co-host. What are we supposed to be asking Greg about if it's not dismembering? <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who've listened before, you know Greg has a podcast called Ellie Meekly. It's phenomenal. They talk a lot about Ellie history, and today he's going to tell us a little bit about the Brand Museum. The Brand Art and Music Center of the Brand Library. Which you're talking about kind of two different things because since the 50s, it's been a public library, which is really cool because it only concentrates on art and music. But before that, it was the house of Leslie Brand, who you know from Brand Boulevard, which runs through Glendale. It's the mm-hmm. Mandrag, and that was where he lived. They called it the Brand Castle. They called it Miradero, which is Spanish for lookout, I believe, if my Duolingo is keeping up with me. <laughs> <laughs> Duolingo. Duolingo. What are some of the names of beautiful streets in Los Angeles? And it's just like, Cabeza is your head. <laughs> Let's name it head. Uh, 
Why Why is there a street named after this person? What He's do they do? The, uh, they call him the father of Glendale because before that it was a lot of dirt. <laughs> Just a bunch of wagons and dirt. And he came and he really dragged it into the 20th century. He gave it water. He like created the water and power. He brought the phone line. He hooked up with Huntington and brought the, uh, r- the um, PE railway, the mm-hmm. Pacific Electric. Uh, he uh, helped build or at least was the initiating, the activating agent in building the uh, – Grand Central Air Terminal, which was the first international airport in, like, the country, or maybe Los Angeles. Uh, before LAX, there was this uh, huge airport in Glendale that mm-hmm. people forget about, and it had, like, beautiful architecture. Um, yeah, and he was, like, an innovator in a lot of that way. He, uh, yeah, he, he did all that stuff. He was daddy so he, Glendale. So he came from money. Mm, a little bit, but not that much. Really? He's one of those how self-made you... guys. Wow. Yeah. Real estate is how you do that. Okay. You come here and you're like, well, I own all that dirt now and I'm going to cut it up into a bunch of little squares and then sell piece by piece. And that's how you make money back in... The 18... 50s. Yeah. Or 1887. 1887 and the 50s. <laughs> I was like, which 50s does she mean? <laughs> it could really be any 50s. <laughs> I mean, it's right in the... <laughs> the 1850s. Back when dirt meant something. <laughs> All I want is dirt. Square uh, dirt. The good old days. <laughs> am I right, guys? <laughs> Where Rich Whiteman only wanted dirt. I'm like, what are you going to do with it? Dirt stuff? No. <laughs> Empires. Every time Empires. I see... Every time that I see, like, a last name on a street of a rich old white guy, I'm always like, I wonder how he killed his wife. Because <laughs> that's how it always ends. This one was an auto accident. <laughs> oh, my God, really? Oh, okay. I was right. <laughs> Nailed it, nailed it, nailed, nailed it, nailed it. On purpose? No, she died 20 years after he did, but she did die in an auto accident. Okay. Whatever. Accident. 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 Air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> so, you can't hear them. <laughs> thank you for it. You say them. Thanks. <laughs> what is in the brand now? Now it's a public library. Like I said, it only does art and music. So, like, you mm-hmm. know, a regular public library will have history and uh science and fiction and a children's section. Novels. exactly all the ones that uh you like uh yeah they, this one only has art music so we have like thirty thousand cds of different genres and stuff and then mm-hmm. only art books and only music books and scores and books about like spanish textiles and romanian textiles and you know art deco how many books about romanian textiles are i want to say there has to be like 30 <laughs> jesus <laughs> they, it, because we are allowed to be or they're allowed to be so specific about what kind of collection they have they can dig so deep into a sub sub uh subject sub subject or whatever i wonder if they have books on the stuckism movement i don't know what that is, is that are just stuck, like that? stucco houses Oh, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to take y'all on this journey. (laughs) Um, Actually, if you have a phone, it'll help me a little bit so I can pick up some names in case people want to... Oh my god, I have a research person now. Uh, Thank you. We might have to connect uh, to an outlet soon and then I'll record against a wall at some point, (laughs) but I'll keep my eyes on that. So, the Stuckism movement, are you familiar with a time when... A lot of art projects that came out were, like, these very simple-looking installations, like the suspended shark in the tank. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to remember the exact name of that specific artist. But he would... Thank you. Oh, uh, Greg has a beautiful angel of a girlfriend named Ada in the background who I might just, like, look at every time I need one of these names. It was Damien Hurst. Uh, it was Damien Hurst who would do things like uh, Piss Christ, and he had a shark suspended yeah. in a tank. Uh, and he won 
several art awards and grants for these things. So the, this kind of inspired this movement. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it didn't inspire stickism. This is where we get to it because it's basically a spited boyfriend. <laughs> <clears throat> so, I've got the Wikipedia for stuckism open if you want to know. And yes, please, because I need to get you. to a very, <laughs> a very specific name. So right around that time, it started this thing where it was just kind of like, what is art anyways? What is oh art? Can God. just anything be art? And uh, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> which, yeah, that's what the definition is. Uh, and there is a female artist. I'm going to look up her name in one second because it's driving me insane that I can't remember her name. And if Ada remembers this one, I'm going to kiss her on the face. <laughs> Uh, she created an installation that was basically her bed after a week of depression. Uh, it was, uh, now you're thinking, uh, (laughs) it was this, um, it was this disheveled bed and there's like condoms and food wrappers and like weed shit around. And she basically set that up as an installation along with a tent with the names of every lover she's ever had inside. Party. Uh, <laughs> but she won. Not what I was supposed to say. Aha! Her name was Tracy Emin. Yeah, it uh, was. Her <laughs> name was Tracy Emin. Uh, she won a prestigious art award around that time for her um, bed uh-huh. piece. And she was dating a boy at the time. Man, it's I forget. It's called Everyone I've Ever Slept With. That's the tent piece. Okay, so. Uh, my bed is the bed piece, oh, but she was bed. dating a man named Billy Childish at the time. Yes. Billy, uh, <laughs> right, makes yeah. you think makes you think of a guitarist, but Billy had a few pieces that were not doing well, and he was real salty about Tracy <laughs> getting her piece purchased. Was he being childish? He was being real childish. <laughs> For a man named Billy Childish. <laughs> so shortly after they broke up, they got into an argument where he was criticizing her art, and she said, Billy, you're stuck. You're stuck, stuck, stuck. So he started a troll art oh, movement yeah. called Stuckism, where they would make intentionally terrible paintings uh, with things like uh, just like a picture of underwear and somebody saying, like, is this a Tracy Emmett? Like, oh, they, <laughs> They would make, like, these intentionally terrible paintings to be, like, nothing's actually art. And they would wear, like, top hats with dumb shit on it. So the stuckism movement is basically a scorned boyfriend (laughs) creating an entire movement of art. And if you, it became its own thing because some of them were actually like kind of neat to look at. Yeah, I'm sure. Where it was like they were just like hate fucking a painting, and it's like you know when you stop thinking and being a dum dum that actually kind of looked great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So now I just want more books on it. There probably is a lot. They, I think they concentrate a lot on different mm, movements, uh, biographies, and works of different artists and stuff. But they also, I think they specify in when because it's, it's so weird because they won't have like dance stuff. They won't have filmmaking. It's like handmade art, like art, art. It's not like the theory of art or anything like that. So, uh, yeah, they probably have a bunch of stuff in that. They have, like, 40 books on Art Deco stuff and just different, like, Art Deco clothes, Art Deco mm-hmm. buildings, uh, Art Deco in different countries and stuff like that. Like, it, it, they, they follow movements really well and stuff, and they always keep really good updates on books and stuff. I really want to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you were a kid, were there ever any libraries or museums that were, like, your home away from home or, like, they had certain pieces that might have stayed with you? Uh, not a lot. I <laughs> you smoke a lot of weed for someone that hasn't wandered through a museum and stared a long time. At no, something. no, no. I have one artist that I really connect with because I saw a bunch of their stuff at LACMA and I'd see it at different sections and connect with it every time. I really mm. like Auto Dicks. 
It's Every other dicks thing you've showed me is awesome. It's just like real ugly people and like drag queens from a really long time ago. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> it's like really beautiful, ugly shit. Yeah. Mostly portraits. Because I like portraits. He does these really stunning portraits of people that are like on the margins of society. Yeah. And it, like, it, they're like Renaissance paintings of outcasts. Exactly. And like, I have this one that's been like the background on my phone for a long time. It's just like bunch of period stuff it's just like the midsections of a bunch of women and it's from like the 1800s and it's just That's like so cool. kicking and like <laughs> doing a bunch of shit and i just love that he took something so gross and made it so pretty that's nice it's very i'll show I want to see it <laughs> what about you greg i have they they've that the libraries woke me up to a lot of stuff that i didn't know that i was really i, I i've grew up reading comic books and stuff mm-hmm. especially stuff from like the 60s and 70s so like i didn't know like oh you know what i really like cartooning from you know charles schultz or like dick tracy mm-hmm. comics i really like uh jack kirby i really like harvey kurtzman and then uh they have we have a lot of photography books i got really into um oh god uh mary allen mark God. That name sounds really familiar. Yeah, I think it's her work. It's really like street photography, yeah, but also really dramatic stuff. It's a lot like um, now I'm forgetting the other. I almost called her Sylvia Plath, but the Sylvia Plath of photography. It's mm-hmm. not Vivian, although Vivian too. Um, I like that you have a guinea pig rumbling in the background, like a timer. No, I was thinking like a drum <laughs> roll. You know. I was, that's what I was. That hearing. is. It is more like a drum roll. <laughs> Inspired Stanley Kubrick. Now I really want to see if somebody can look it up and, like, comment it to us. Uh, Someone will. I believe in them. Yeah. It's funny you you mentioned Jack Kirby because I was at a Jack Kirby uh, gallery that was, like, one of the most important. uh, I went with Jeff May, Uh who almost Mm -hmm. fought four different people on the way there. (laughs) Uh, Praising Stan Lee or what? (laughs) Well, the thing is, it was our last day to go, and we'd been wanting to go forever. And I told him I was having, like, a rough day at work, and he was having a shit week, and he was just kind of like, I don't care what you're doing right now. I'm driving to your office right now. Meet me on the curb. We're going to the Jack Kirby Mm -hmm. exhibit before it closes. And it was in, like, a college somewhere. And so, CSUN, I think, had it. Yeah, Yeah, it was at CSUN. It It was at CSUN in their library. And so he picks us up, uh, yells at two different people for taking too long to cross, because we were, like, really pushing it on time before it closes forever. Uh, yells at, at some dude as we're trying to park, uh, yells at nothing at some point, <laughs> and just keeps, like, balling up his fist on his steering wheel, where I'm just kind of like, you're going to break something. Yeah. I understand, but we... A I blood under- vessel in your brain. I know we need this, <laughs> this but you're going to give yourself a stroke. While he was driving? While he was driving. Oh. I would have seven panic attacks <laughs> if I was a passenger. I had time. all of them. Yeah, I believe you. And so, <laughs> like, he's dragging me by the wrist around this school... Like, because I'm just, like, not keeping up at, like, Jeff needs to find something pace. Oh, you mean because he's a giant? Because he's a giant. <laughs> just carry me on your back And or I'm five foot two. And he might as well just carry me like I'm Yoda. <laughs> We're oh, going by speed. That's cute. <clears throat> that is cute. It, if Jeff and I were a cartoon, I'd be the head on his giant robot body. 100%. Uh, Kevin just accidentally disconnected his remote, so South Park is playing in the background. The battery died on my 
It's okay, Kevin. We love you, Kevin. Sometimes I'm mad we have, at you. <laughs> sometimes we have winter interrupt, and it's almost as cute. You're both <laughs> equally adorable. Uh, so we finally get to the actual exhibit, and just a calm watches over us both because we're in our happy places. Yeah. Uh, and I don't think Jeff and I have ever just, like, hugged and told each other we appreciated our friendships <laughs> as much as we did looking at Jack Kirby stuff. Just looking at a giant painting of uh, Galactus or a giant drawing of Galactus. We were, really, oh, we were literally in front of a Galactus. Because, <laughs> like, we had both just, like, started dating different people and we, like, had our, like, reservation. And we were, like, coaching each other through these things <laughs> where I was just kind of, like... You know, she seems great. Like, go and he was just like, you know what? You and Kevin have a thing going on. Just like, let it go. And it's pay. And then we just like embraced Aww. in front of a Galactus drawing. And there's like, there's still a photo of us where we're like hugging each other like siblings that were asked to pose in front. <laughs> it's so I'm here to be dumb. What's a Galactus? Okay, so uh, <laughs> how do I describe it as someone that doesn't know comic books? It um, can be really big. One of the biggest, big scariest. space guy okay. and. His helmet looks like a golden menorah. And cool. he eats planets. And he eats planets. He eats planets. Yeah. He's probably going to come up in a Guardians of the Galaxy movie at some point. Yeah. Fun. Or <laughs> Captain Marvel. Okay. He's a spaceman. Spaceman. Yeah, space gold spaceman. Gold spaceman. With big menorah head. Big menorah head. Yeah. Galac- Galac- Galactus. 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 I'm going to show you a picture. <laughs> yeah. You'll like him. <laughs> I like most beings because i was gonna say people but he's not a person uh i like a lot of plants <laughs> did you guys ever take field trips as kids to libraries and museums like the yeah. special ones outside of your schools yeah i was a big fan of any of the hands-on things because i was a dick and i always just, <laughs> i couldn't one of those. not be hands-on yeah, let me touch it it's like uh, I pain my fingers <laughs> the texture the only thing that I remember from the get- from the Getty is spoons, and I don't know why. Because <laughs> I remember spoons that were in, like, these like, spoons are really, really old. That's all. That's all that stuck. That's all that stuck. I grew up going to the Central <laughs> Library in downtown, which is part of the LA Public Library, and I saw uh, Gregory Peck read The Raven there, and I almost <gasps> Holy exploded. Holy shit! Yeah, it was a big deal. I loved it. That's yeah. amazing! I loved it. Yeah, it was so great. I feel like you just became confetti. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of melting, and it's just like turning into colors right now. <laughs> Uh, in my high school, we were really small. We were a magnet school, and we mm. were at the outskirts of downtown, so they didn't have enough room sometimes for, like, mm. bigger classes. So we would get shipped on a bus to such a library before they opened. So sometimes they would just take us to the library and just kind of like, okay, well, an hour, just roam around and stuff like mm. that. So we just got really acquainted with Central Library. So I like libraries. Yeah, they would do that with us as kids this summer, too. They would just, like, release us into a library. <laughs> oh, <No and> nuts. <laughs> well, I was really big on Matilda. Uh-huh. Yes. So that was the thing where I was just like, this is my new... You can hear a uh, horn in the background because I live in a neighborhood where a lot of alarms happen and we all ignore them. Uh, I I just... It was one of those just like, this is my happy place. No one could be mean to me among the books. <laughs> I was that dweeb. I remember going to the Oxnard Public Library in elementary school and I had already gotten the library card and I didn't remember and so I had overdue fees so I couldn't take oh. something out when all the kids were taking stuff oh. out. And so I never went back. <laughs> I actually have an overdue book like somewhere behind you. It's like a Garfield book that I never remember getting. That's that's all of you. <laughs> Garfield and also forgetting it and never taking it back. And I was like six. <laughs> you were six. You hated Mondays. <laughs> 
loved lasagna. <laughs> so lazy. And you'd had it with Odie. <laughs> Up to here, I tell you what. <laughs> also, um, because I did grow up going to Temple, I've been to like all the Holocaust museums. Oh, sweet. Same. Yeah. yeah. Including the ones with like a small book section where it's like everything is night. Uh, <laughs> God, I've read that one book so many times. Uh, I read night so many times through like high school and college assignments that eventually I would just feign stupid every time so I could just turn in the same essay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I went to like real concentration camps in in like. Uh, Poland in the Czech Republic when it, it was weird, but yeah, they like are, sections of them are treated like museums, like they've mm-hmm. redone parts of buildings yeah. in like Auschwitz, so it's a museum. Okay, that's don't do that. It's weird, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, we read Night while we were traveling around there too. That's a lot to take in as like a sixteen-year-old yeah. human being. <laughs> oh man, this is why you have so much empathy as an adult. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I feel like adults aren't going... I mean, adults go to the library for, like, internet and stuff like that, but I recently got my library card again, mm-hmm. and I forgot how much I loved having that resource in my life. Yeah. Because uh, a lot of libraries now, they'll let you take out audiobooks on your phone mm-hmm. with your library card. You can do that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's an app called Libby. Uh, yeah, Libby's You put great. your library card ID into it, and you can take out audiobooks on your phone for free. That and, is so cool. And yeah. Have- <laughs> and people don't know that that's a thing. Nah. And they have a huge uh, <laughs> limit for how much you could check out. So I have like 40 things checked out, right? I have like a, like yeah. a lot of books and a couple audiobooks. You can out check right out now. a lot of ebooks, a lot of audiobooks. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Genuinely sold on the spot. Yeah, because it's like if even if you don't want to go to the actual physical library, yeah. you could still have a, an insane amount of access to it. And, like, I forgot how fun it is to just put on your headphones and wander through the library as an adult because it's the only quiet, free, mm-hmm. interesting place that exists. Yeah. That is all of those things. I should go to the library. It really, like, it, when you have, like, a horrible, horrible day and you're just over noise, yeah. nothing is more soothing than walking into the library and being like, no one talks to me here. Yeah. No one talks to me. No one needs me. Especially, like, a big, I like historic libraries a lot, obviously, mm-hmm. but, like, Central Library, there are so many places you can just get lost in and there's just rows. And, like, they always say, like, oh, internet is taking over libraries, <clears> but, like, I think 14, I think I... I read somewhere that only 14% of the stuff that is written in print is, is digitized and online. Mm-hmm. So I'll go to the library sometimes and I'm like, oh, that looks good and that's good. And I'm just, I, I walk away. She's going to test. I, I come for one book and I'm leaving like 16 things that I'm like, oh, this <laughs> yeah. is, the internet's not writing about It's like, easy to. And yeah. also a lot, a lot of people don't realize is I just read an article about this. Our generation has actually saved the library. <laughs> There's an it. increase in usage in the library that didn't exist before. Really? I think we're all so poor. <laughs> <laughs> it's because we're poor as fuck and internet is free and we can't, don't own printers no we don't own printers printers. (laughs) we don't own printers and we get kicked out of coffee shops the oh god it's so embarrassing me like i don't have it but i have it on my phone let me pull it up is i i I shrink every time i have to say that to somebody i have it on my phone can i look it up on my phone i'm sorry i have a pdf in my email (laughs) i'm sorry god idiot and stupid moron um and also it's still part of it's the voice that you're using yeah i don't i'm not helping myself out it's a sniffling voice yeah (laughs) uh also i forgot how fun it is as an adult to pick the 
template of your library card. Because remember, they would always have like different popular children's books and. Yeah. Wait, you pick a. No, yeah. I don't remember what? that. What? You only had one kind of library card? Yeah. <laughs> All the ones that I grew up in, they would give you like a choice of six different ones. Yeah. And they're like the kid ones and the adult ones. Yeah. I love choices. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I love being like, that one's my personality. That's the one I want. I, uh, I signed people up for library cards, and I, you know, we have a little rack of different cards. And adults and kids, when I'm like, okay, pick a card, they every time, oh. Right. Choices. Nice. I forgot. I feeling special. Yeah. I get to choose my <laughs> library choose my card. I forgot you're a library person. I'm a library person, yeah. Uh, <laughs> for every single one of our listeners that think being a librarian is just telling kids to be quiet, mm-hmm. What do you do? Oh, boy. Well, I'm not a librarian yet, but I went to uh, library school. I got my master's in it. Uh, it's a lot of um, finding out what's appropriate for your library and buying it, trying mm. to figure out who's in your library, who's coming to it. My library does a lot of events, so they're always trying to figure out uh, different ways to bring people. And it's a lot of – I mean, the internet hit libraries hard, so then most libraries learn how to become community centers, which is mm. really important. Because I mean, they've always kind of been – but they had to really accentuate that. So now there's a lot of events. They have a lot of speakers come. Mm-hmm. Our library, because we do art and music, we'll have, we have a gallery as part of our thing. And we also have concerts like all year round. We'll show like documentaries of stuff that's relating. But we're always just trying to bring people in. So it's a lot of outreach. Mm-hmm. Um, and just trying to like make stuff accessible. I'm really into archives. And the whole thing is like, we have these newspaper clippings. Oh my God. I did a, a project for somebody. <gasps> he just got verklempt. <laughs> newspaper <laughs> clippings. Just the thought of... I was on a project at the Oviat Library for a guy who helped create the Chicano movement at CSUN. The, I forget what it's called there. Um, but he helped create it. And so we were putting his collection together. And when I came in, I came in really late. And they're like, oh, well, those six boxes over there are uh, unsorted newspaper clippings. Do you think you could handle that? I'm like, handle what? Putting it in order and making it accessible, which is someone's job. That's, like, part of librarian's job. So you're just going through, like, newspaper after newspaper and just trying to, like, what did he want to save in this one? What did he want to save in this one? And it's a lot of that, but you're just trying to make resources accessible to the people. The whole librarian's job, they say, is not give you information. They have to, like, find the right information for the right person. That's, like, Mm -hmm. a librarian's job. Like, a teacher teaches you a thing, but librarian's just, like, it's that thing over there you're looking for. And you teach yourself. So. <laughs> a cool uncle. <laughs> it's a cool uncle of a teacher. Let's say I come in and I'm like, I want a cookbook, but I don't want it to be like by a celebrity chef and I want really old recipes. Where would you point me to? Well, they have to have stuff that's just regular. I mean, there was just regular, no name on the cookbooks and they'd have to like narrow it down to an era. They'd have to say like, Whatever mm. era you want, like 30s or 50s. And they'd 50s. Have to, 50s. Like, so they'd have to look up all the things that were printed in the 50s, mm. and whether they have it or not. But they also have a thing called WorldCat, which does tells you a book throughout the country at what library it would be at. And then there's that interlibrary loan thing, which is like mm. your your library checks it out from another library and then sends it to you. Oh, shit. Wow. Yeah, wow. I didn't know that was a thing. I learned last year. So, and I've like, been all libraries it. are friends. Yeah. They? Yeah, they're, they're slowly <laughs> be, and getting other. better at being friends. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's really it's a really cool thing because I'm finding books that are like oh this was you know our my library gave it up ten years ago it's a book I'm looking up for a book on um, pinstriping cars right now so my library sold their copy but mm-hmm. another co- uh, there's a copy in a 
library in Oregon. So my library is checking it out from that library and then sending it to me. That's pretty neat. I'm pretty that's happy with really that. That's really cool. But that's, that's so cool. It's pretty cool, yeah. Maybe you can help me find a book that I've – this isn't like my like ah, dumb bullshit question, yeah. but like an actual book I've been looking for. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with The Holy Barbarians? No. Oh, the Beats. The Beatnik book Beatniks, I told you about. Yeah. It's uh, – so James – That sounds Lip- fun. Yeah. James Lipton – his dad was a beatnik. I know that. Uh, James Lipton is the um, inside the bah- actor studio. Yeah, I wanted to make sure I was gonna, okay. Yeah, I, cool. I knew he was I... inside. His dad was a big beatnik in the Venice Beach area. That's why his rebellion was becoming what he <laughs> got it. An egg in corduroy. Uh, <laughs> he became a boring egg in corduroy. An egg in corduroy. Uh, Sorry. Or hey, tweed. He's fun. <laughs> he can be fun. He can be fun. He talked to Conan. He was fun. Um, basically this is him writing about like the Venice beach mm-hmm. beatnik movement from inside of it. And it's called the Holy Barbarians and copies on Amazon are like hundreds of dollars because there aren't very many prints of it. And I'm on the hunt for it. There has to be something out there that you can get yeah, that. That seems popular enough because we had, yeah, we had the Venice beach movement, which was like the only beats that we had here. And it was a small collection of them. So I'd imagine that there would be a library around us that would have some copy of it. Yeah. yeah. We can get it. We can get it. We're going to hunt this down. And if not, I'm sure a listener in A-Town will be like, I found it. Do you want me to steal this letter? La- <laughs> <laughs> Don't encourage thievery. Don't steal from... a real word. Yeah. Cool. Don't steal from libraries, though. Steal from major corporations. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, 100 Steal from Target and yeah. Walmart all the time. Never stop stealing from Target. They don't uh, know. They don't know for years that something's missing. Speaking that your slacks, they, they, they're missing some slacks that Greg took. Speaking of things from a store, wow. <laughs> eventually our segues into ads are going to get worse you know, and I, worse. I was thinking I should have segued when we were talking about audiobooks, but I was like, oh, oh man, that would have been a better time. I know, I didn't want to overstep my boundaries as a co-host. Oh. No, as a co-host, <laughs> I give you veto power to shut me up and intersect with an ad, a, an ad <laughs> if it fits in that moment. Okay, let's pretend like we're talking about audiobooks. Let's pretend like I... we're talking about audiobooks and not stealing. <laughs> yeah, because remember you're working on being better being about better my transitions the... into the ads and not talking about, about terrible things before crime. I crime. Yeah. I don't know why I bring that out in you. Speak. I don't know why you make me want to crime, but you make me want to crime. No. Speaking of crime, no, nailed it. No, I want to get RuPaul's book on audio. Well, can I do that from the library? I'm sure you can do that from the library. Either what in will you person. listen to them with? I think you know. I've heard there's some great headphones out there, but I'm not good at remembering brand Some names. by the name of Su Su Studio, just like the <laughs> Phil Collins song. They were named after the Phil Collins song. Studio S U D I O. We are wearing a Bluetooth pair of studio headphones right now, and they are so comfy. <laughs> You're supposed to say that with me, and the ads now. We they're so cozy. <laughs> One, two, three. So, so cozy. cozy. Oh my god. <laughs> are we going? They're so cozy or so cozy? One. They're so cozy. <laughs> Counting down. I was explaining which one. One, two, three. There's so so <laughs> Are we going there or no there? I was gonna say there. So there. Yeah. We're going there. Okay, yeah. that was my fault. It's okay. That was my fault. <laughs> 
We had just had the discussion. I'm so sorry that someone edits this. All right. No one's editing this. Adam's on vacation. This stays in. One, two, three. They're, They're so, so cozy. cozy. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm exhausted. I'm just kidding. That was the most exhausting ad I have studio. ever done. It's just a studio. So. Studio is now the official sponsor of Unpops, depending on our podcast. We have different offer codes for y'all, but they are very comfy headphones. They are Bluetooth. The uh, they have interchangeable caps on the outside, so they're very cute. And you can get them for 15% off using a code for our podcast, which is WALK15, W-A-L-K, WALK15, and you get 15% off of your very own Studio headphones and they're so cozy we did it without counting yeah you looked at me and you really made it obvious <laughs> we did great it was the most also you said they have interchangeable little things so you can change like what color to go with your outfit yeah like they have different caps on the outside uh i feel like she's asking me in earnest because she likes accessories <laughs> they've got them in like pink and black and gold and marbled and, like different fun. kinds of marbled uh and we all have a we all have a pair at the studios now the only rock studio. Oh, studios you studios, knew. Bitch. I'm so <laughs> Sorry, proud of I you. Throw a bitch in there. No, I like it when you call me bitch. It it feels it feels warm inside. It feels. I mean it with so much love. It feels with familiarity and love, and it feels like we're vamping because Greg is peeing. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying. Guess to wash your hands. That guy. Uh, that guy. <laughs> Greg washes. Yay! I learned. He's did an he, adult. Did I miss the ad? <laughs> <laughs> there wasn't an ad. There was a fluid conversation that wasn't I, at all rehearsed between. They're two so cozy. <laughs> <laughs> we need a signal. I really like doing it wrong. <laughs> it makes me so happy. Like more happy than me doing it right ever would make anyone. I feel like we get more emails where it's just kind of like regarding your last ad, <laughs> and all I can reply back is I understand. <laughs> I've heard you. I'm working on it. It's but I'm valid. Not. It's valid. You know where you can wear headphones at the library, and we're back. Yay! Yay! I was never gone. I've been here the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we know. <laughs> do you think there will ever be a Ouch. comparable? <laughs> do you think there will ever be a comparable adult feeling to knowing the Scholastic Book Fair had arrived? Ooh, no. no. No, I don't think there is. What a fun day that was. Yeah, they'll never come into my workplace. Like all those things you wanted are here. <laughs> <laughs> you know those four copies of that book about how your body is growing and that one sewing kit that we have for some reason. They're in the. They have like little mini sewing kits where it's like make a bear or. Oh. They had a lot of like craft kits in them for like, thrifty kids. Boys. Yeah, I think I just didn't pay attention. (laughs) I think boys had like compasses and maps. I was like, do any come with slime? And like a little extent. A lot of them came with (laughs) slime. Those were the ones that I liked. (laughs) So many of them came with like a slime slime. or a substance. Or, yeah. like, they would just or put, like, like a piece of cloth on one side of it, and they're like, you can touch the cloth. Like texture, like texture. Remember texture? Yeah. <laughs> I was like freaked out over stuff. texture. Texture is great. <laughs> I get a lot of things just because they're soft. Yeah. That's why, as a grown-up, every once in a while, we'll just, like, attach to a scarf, and we don't know why. It's because I guarantee you a book had that as a mouse's fur in it, and you pet it and made friends with it. <laughs> Scholastic Book Fair was great. Yeah. I miss the book fair. Yeah. <laughs> 
I miss knowing it was coming. I miss a little magazine because it was the closest thing you ever had to shopping. Also, one thing I've noticed since I don't really have that much money and I every once in a while, you know how you just get like a retail therapy itch. Yeah. The library does that for you. Yeah. It really does. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even have, I don't have a lot of space where I live, so I can't just be, well, I do anyways, but I can't be buying books all the time. But yeah, that helps with like, okay, I have a pile and it's, yeah. it's not going to be here forever. Like, or a like pile. DVDs or like yeah. a magazine you really like reading. Like every once in a while you're just like, fuck, I need to spend money and I don't know why. Yeah. The library is great for like, hey, it feels like I went shopping, yeah, but then I, I get to regret my actions later. <laughs> I have questions about library DVDs. Yes. <laughs> Do, are they the DVDs that, like, are the red box and don't have commentary, or are usually they full DVDs with commentary and everything? They should. They're full DVDs. Yeah, they're with full, commentary? Yeah. They're yeah, full that's DVDs. That's the only reason I would buy a DVD, so yeah, I like, could just rent it to do that. Yeah, they're like that. You can DVDs. get free it, DVDs like, at the library yeah. for a certain amount of time, about as long as you get a book, which is a very long time, more yeah. than a blockbuster would give you. Yeah. Uh, and they have the commentary and the... Spe- they have the full, it's full everything. It's a full everything. Because sometimes the blockbuster ones don't. They didn't. I didn't oh, know no. Because the thing is, the library <laughs> doesn't do it through, like, a blockbuster. Yeah, so it's just It's just a legit copy. That's good to know. Because they do that with their... The library isn't just, like, a guy. <laughs> sharpieing <laughs> last tango in Paris on a box. You only get the. Why did I go? You only get the butter scene. <laughs> you only get the butter scene. It's all. It's all you need to know about it's it. It's just the butter scene and a guy named Chet doing commentary. It's just <laughs> like I became a man. <laughs> I know that title, but I have no memories of that movie. Good. <laughs> so like butter scene. <sighs> I know enough about it to get that. Same thing with Caligula. I know enough about it to, like, I get all the Caligula jokes, but I'm never going to sit down and watch it. That's me with The Godfather. (laughs) You You should watch The Godfather. Godfather. (laughs) I'm such a hypocrite. Every time I tell somebody this fact, not the... Because that's the part that always gets it. It's part two that really gets... I've never seen The Godfather, but I have seen 20 minutes of the middle of Godfather part three. (laughs) Part three! That was stupid. I only saw twenty minutes of the middle of, of the part worst three. one. <laughs> I still have. You're a really special kind of person, Vanessa. Did you watch it by accident? Was it just in a room? You're like, well, I've seen it. Now. It was in a room, and I just sat down. I was just like, oh, is that Sofia Coppola? And who was watching it? Uh, somebody that had fallen asleep. Okay. Yeah, that sounds about right. So I was so just no like, was on after it. number two. They yeah. fell asleep number down during number two. And I like plopped down and yeah. just watched twenty minutes of number three, and then I was just like, "Well, The Godfather doesn't seem that great," and yeah. I just never watched it again. <laughs> I just watched Goodfellas for the first time this year. Did you like it? I hiccuped about it. I did really like it, and I get a lot of those jokes that I pretend to understand. <laughs> Goodfellas is a good time. Yeah. <laughs> Ray Liotta's a good time. That Ray is Liotta's 100% a true. I miss his crazy Rob Lowe eyes with Kurt Russell chin. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. Accurate. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I forgot how, like, wow. scary. He's, he was handsome in the way Eminem was. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, they're both handsome in that, like, oh, you've harmed a nanny. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. You know, like yeah, they're like they're dangerous in the, like yeah. that '80s boy with the with the white blazer, but the sleeves were rolled up, oh, like yeah. that kind of way. I'm up to no good and also business. <laughs> My business is no good. <laughs> yeah, I'm I mean, up to no good and also business. <laughs> me and my dad did a, a very uh, son and dad thing. We watched Field of Dreams, and Ray, I, we totally forgot oh. that Ray Liotta was in it. And we're both like, oh. oh yeah, Ray Liotta was a guy, and he was like sometimes nice, but also when he was nice, he was also scary. 
He's scary in that. I forgot he's in that. Yeah, he's Shoeless Joe I haven't seen Field of Dreams either. I haven't seen it since I was a very small youth. Uh, Or The Matrix. Same with youth. Uh, (laughs) Same with youth. Well, it's not like when it came out. I don't remember. I haven't seen Gone with the Wind. Me neither. neither. I haven't seen Casablanca. Actually, there's only one person. We're supposed to see that too. I love Casablanca and I have it. If you guys just want to take our Roku and watch it, uh, I want you guys to watch it that bad. There's only one person in this room that's actually seen Gone with the Wind and he has headphones on and he's watching South Park and waving at Uh, us. Hi, friend. (laughs) Oh, and Greg's girlfriend, Ada. The two people not on the podcast are the most cultured, so they know the references. Well, because you can't hear Kevin, I'm going to quote what he told me when... It's my favorite Kevin story. What? Uh, it's a good one, Kevin. If you want to talk into the podcast or be on it, just sit here, Kevin. I guess I'll just leave. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> basically, Kevin and I were in a Taco Bell drive-thru and we were talking about like things we've done that we were proud of. And Kevin was just like, I watched Gone with the Wind all four hours by myself in one sitting like a champ. Wow, and in that moment, professor. I was just like, I'm going to be with this man until I die. <laughs> <laughs> That is so much, like, patience. Yeah. And yeah. And will, and I don't Where it's have like, any of that. If a man sat <laughs> through a movie for four hours, I know he will be with me <laughs> forever. You Especially have. since I didn't even like it that much. Oh, wow. What does that mean about me? I just oh. made an allegory about me. Also, they can only hear yeah, you You were doing dist- so good. You were doing so good, Kevin. <laughs> oh, by, by not speaking? Yeah. Okay, no. I'll go back to that. Bye, Kevin. I miss you so much. Thanks for stopping by. Yeah. No, oh boy. As long as I keep recording on my phone, Kevin's our interrupting dog. <laughs> oh, you haven't been to the studio, Greg, since they got a dog. No. The Kevin dog and... is so nice. It's an, an Adam's... Yeah, Adam's pl- place? It's an adorable dog. Yeah, Such a good dog. She, she looks like a tiny, tiny husky, and her name is Winter. And I refer she's to her as my... Cu- she's tiny for a husky. Uh-huh. Uh, and I refer to her as my cousin. <laughs> and we frequently lay on the floor together and oh. hold paws. Paw hand. Might be dating. I think I'm dating. Yeah, might be. Yeah, a lap dog like you should be so lucky. (laughs) (laughs) Date a dog. (laughs) Were either of you very nervous the first time you got a late fee and you had to turn it in because as children you make consequences so much worse than you think they are? I never went back after that. (laughs) So you still have a fee? Yeah, at the Oxnard Public Library from like twenty years ago. So, yeah, I think I don't like being in trouble. <laughs> I, uh, in middle school, I had a project with a guy on anatomy, and he checked a book out from the library, mm-hmm. and then I lost it. So, I don't know what he had. He probably had to pay for it. But cleaning out my room a couple years ago when I moved out, I found it, and I, I went through a deep, like, do I take it back or <laughs> what do I do? And I just have this book like in my on my bookshelf that I, when I see it, I just feel this wave of guilt come over me. Like I wish I remembered his name. I give him money. Like, I have I a few know. of those. Do you really? Because I, I even have one. And I, I rented out like ten, <laughs> I rented out like ten books before I got separated. So when I got divorced, we just moved everything. Oh. And recently, I was opening some stuff, and I was just like, "Oh, I love this book. I haven't read it in a while." And then it just said El Paso Public Library in it, and I just did the mental math, and I'm like, "This is seven years." overdue uh, <laughs> i gotta buy them a car or a wing or something because the thing is they were already a year overdue oh my god when i got separated oh my god. they're like a, a year, year or two overdue. years overdue they're not looking for it I, anymore nope it's been it's like a six to seven year old overdue. <laughs> <book. laughs> 
<laughs> they're gonna find you. They're, you're gonna you're gonna buy a car, and they're gonna come along. Like we actually own that car because that book. Because so book. Because book. <laughs> because book. So we own that car. No, sorry. And then drive it to El Paso. <laughs> it's a book on looking looking at the stars to figure out how to navigate. Back when I thought I was gonna live in the wilderness during a manic episode. Oh my god. Uh, and one particular. I love remembering that you were like a Mountie. <laughs> yeah. Remember, Mountie. I was briefly kind of a. I was a junior park yeah, ranger, I but remember. but Mountie's cuter. It is cuter. I yeah, signed he's... up for the entire thing during a manic episode. I feel like every manic episode I have, which I don't, ha- I haven't had one in a very like a, a big. Man- don't get too excited. <laughs> I have like, well, I have like small mania things, and I think every. Sorry. I think my friends have like gotten very good at knowing when yeah. I'm manic. Because it's just kind of like, oh, you're talking very fast and aggressively. <laughs> uh, but it's been a while since I've had, like, one of those Rhea Bamford Silver Linings playbook manic oh, episodes. Okay. And during one of them, every actually every single one of them, I was just like, I'm going to go to the woods. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> seem to be in the woods. One, I wanted to move to, to Hatchapi and mm. live in a converted ice cream truck because uh, I wanted to be amongst <laughs> trees. And then there's the Mountie thing. And then there's basically the same thing but in california where i was just gonna like it's gonna be me and my dog on the road oh my god that's so john steinbeck I, <laughs> it's gonna be me and the dog and we're gonna travel a camper i'm gonna say hi to everybody i, I <laughs> don't johnny Appleseed. is that right does that work that's good cool. i like that i don't know why like my downswing and depressive episodes are very like i'm just gonna live in my apartment forever like like eloise at the plaza and then Mania, I just go full Steinbeck, and I'm like, I, it's it's just me and a gun in, <laughs> in the a field. <laughs> Staring at the ocean. Seeing these trees. Maybe a bear. <laughs> Whenever I get really sad, I always, like, I just run away to a small town and, like, paint, like, barber poles for my whole life. I'll just be that, that guy in the truck. <laughs> <laughs> the person that just paints barber poles. stripes barber poles, and, like, just, like oh, yeah, this is me now. And I have a... a I have like a uh, a lunch like a metal lunchbox that my wife made me a, a like a lunch and she's been dead for thirty years but I never <laughs> ate the lunch I just carry it around like I want to be like it smells so bad <laughs> don't open it you're so immersed into the story <laughs> lunch for thirty years <laughs> just like a Miss Havisham with bologna on white <laughs> this has been a very literary <laughs> referenced episode I sneak them in <laughs> I'm very proud of us right now we did great. Good job, team. Uh, how can people support their libraries, and what are some of the benefits people might not know exist? Uh, the ways to support it, just go. Just go more often, sign up, use them. Uh, you know, donating is always great, but just make, you know, be part of the community. It's what they're really for now that they're, they're community centers and they're, they're for you. Like you pay mm. taxes and stuff. They're there for you to go check stuff out. Like the more books you, you know, there's, there's statistics on everything. So books that get checked out, they keep records of which ones come and which ones go. So just, you know, show your face around libraries is pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the Libby thing is a good example of like stuff that people don't really know is available uh interlibrary loan different services they do mm. when trump came in office like libraries put on blast like we have immigration classes we have all these classes on how to get your green card like we, mm. we can help people out like they also have uh, workshops on calfresh and stuff like that like mm. signing up for medi-cal like they're really good about being community centers which is really great and they also have like you know old movies so it's always good yeah yeah and they uh, they fulfill that little little shopping bug itch yeah uh 
Usually I end it with a d- deep question, uh, but that edible you gave me an hour ago. It was so small. Why are libraries special to you? <laughs> uh, I w- I've always been going to them. I don't know as long as I can remember. I remember being a, a kid and they used to take me to the one in East LA and I used to get the Peter and the Wolf record when they had LPs. Yeah. That's so cool. It was really wow. cool. Yeah. And I would always check that out. Uh, so as far back as I remember, always going to libraries. Uh, it was just like nice. It was a neat place because it's a room mm-hmm. full of stuff and I can walk away with whatever I wanted. Like, I, I want this and this and this, and I could just, it wasn't like regular stuff where like, okay, you get one thing or you don't get yeah. anything today. Like, you get whatever you want, just we'll go. It was, it was really neat. It's, it, it made me feel like I was, I can, you know, like I, I was part of it. It was really neat. Yeah. yeah. Where can the people find you, Greg? I'm on Instagram, Grego Gonzo. I'm on Twitter, Grego underscore Gonzo. You could also find Ali Meekly is the podcast that I'm on. We do Ali History. Our Nazi episode's coming up on January 1st. I'm super excited about that Yay! one. Yay! Yeah, starting the 2018 with Nazis, with hopefully not, not in life as well. Yeah, exactly. We, learn, uh, learn from it. We uh, Right when Charlottesville <laughs> happened, we were like, we got to do the Nazi, but we're so locked down for the year, so we're barely catching up to like, we got to talk about fascists, right? This is us <laughs> being up to date. Yeah. Your podcast kills fascists. Yeah. <laughs> Beat them up. Where can the people find you? Jessica. Uh, underscore Jessica Singer underscore on Twitter and the gram. Uh, and then I'm a plug. I can I can plug sets, tape. Y'all can yes. plug your shows. <laughs> you can plug. Uh, I have this thing where I just become co-host on things that I had nothing to do with. You're doing a great job. (laughs) Co-host a show every other Tuesday at Karma Lounge at 8pm called Sets Tape, where we record people's sets, and there's always a mic beforehand, so if you're also a comic, do a set, watch a set, hang out. And if you're a comic, come hang out, because it's very fun, and Jessica's a delight. Yeah. And And that bar has great french fries. It does have good garlic fries. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I love Seth Tape is one of my favorite shows. They always have such a good lineup there. I'm such a big fan of Chris and Cindy. They're great. They're great. Mom and Dad. Mom and Dad. Are the best. <laughs> yeah, Mom and Dad are the best. In Karma Lounge, it's so cool. It's so cool. <laughs> she did it. <laughs> We're holding hands uh, correctly, considering I only grabbed her fingertips at the beginning of this episode. Thank you so much for letting me join you as a co-host. <laughs> so excited to have you and thank you greg for coming on and telling us about why libraries are amazing so go out support your library i love you take a walk bye bye Bye. Bye.